Welcome back to the show, everybody. This week, we have the pleasure and honor of receiving a great example of what following that inner yearning can do for you. She's a visionary strategist that can help you change your story and begin living the life you've always dreamed of. She has worked with businesses ranging from small businesses to Fortune 500 companies. One, only one of her specialties as a leadership and life success coach is to, much like the Pink Panther you see behind her, see through all the mirages and false evidence to help you identify exactly where you're stuck and tap into your infinite possibilities or potential. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Marsha, the detective, Glight. Now the crowd is cheering right loud, right? Feeling good? Feeling good. All right. Just to give you a bit of con uh, context on the show here. The goal is to help a guy named John. Okay. He is successful already. 55-year-old-ish male, millionaire, and great at what he does. He's a great author. He's a great dentist. He's a great soccer player. He's a great thing that he does. But for some reason, when he has to go out and speak in public or be interviewed on the media or even just be featured somewhere, he sweats his face off and it's a disaster. Yeah, you know, you, you, you know this person, right? There's plenty of them. So these per I'm here to help these guys because I used to be like that. I couldn't even speak. Mm. So in the context of helping John, why do you think most speeches suck so bad? <laughs> why does he suck so bad? That's such a funny, because he really doesn't. He just believes it. It's the story or the lies he's been telling himself all of these years, right? We, we look at um, the things that we think we're good at or the things that we've been told that we're good at. And then we go down that path. And then we want to, you know, we want to branch out. We want to do a little bit more. But there's that fear there because um, we don't know that we can um, do this thing, right? So John wants to speak but he's been in people's mouths for so long as a dentist that, um, or one-on-one -on -one with a patient who really can't talk back to him, right? So how is he going to take that and speak in front of an audience that now he has to actually interact with and talk to, right? And so what is the lies that he's been telling himself, right? That why he can't do this. So the angle of why the speeches would suck so bad is because inside his mind, he thinks he cannot. Yeah. So let's underpin all that. In your opinion, because in my practice, what I've seen most of the time is things like imposter syndrome, who am I to speak to them? What are they going to think of me? And, and stuff like that. When you, when you boil it down. So mm -hmm. any tips or tricks or, or things you've seen where, experiences or validations, you know, because we have the thinker and the prover inside our mind. So if you think something, you're going to go out and prove it, right? Mm -hmm. So why or any stories do you have? Why would people come to believe that they cannot do this? Well, let me let me give you an example of, of myself. Okay. My whole career was in finance and accounting, right? And I never thought that I could sell 
I'm not the salesperson, I'm the back office person, right? I'm amazing at um, analytical and taking apart the puzzle pieces, putting them back together. And I did a lot of process re-engineering, right? And then all of a sudden you wanted me to talk to people? Oh my God, I couldn't talk to people, but why? I could talk to people, I'm personable, I'm outgoing. I'm not the, I'm not that person that is the, um, the person that you think is an accountant or that person that you think is um, the, the financial whiz, right? And so when I started my own business, I had to go out and sell, right? I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And what happens? I keep telling myself I can't do this. So I had to change my mind to say, when have I had to do this? And when was I good at it? And when I started pulling apart times in my life that, that I had to talk to people or that I had to lead people or I had to, I'm like, I was good at it. I was good at it. So you take, you take John the dentist, right? And only what he talks about, I'm sure is either his process in which he runs his practice or his process that he developed as, as a dentist or, or he's teaching a dental class. He knows all this stuff. Yeah. He can, he can speak to it. If he came up to you at a dinner party and said, Sly, right? I have this new medical equipment and he probably could talk your ear off till you finally say, hey, Marty, <laughs> come yeah. here what, what John's done over here, right? So when we take that and we have you find where in your life you have demonstrated the skills that you need, that's when you're able to say, wow, I've been telling myself I can't speak but I haven't been telling myself I can talk all day long on my topic, right? Or I can do this thing, fill in the blank, because I've really been doing it all my life, right? Or I'm stuck in my job because I haven't been taking responsibility for coming to work as my best self right? Fill in the blank. What is it? And we find that thing, right? I do that detective work and we, I ask questions. We find that thing that's holding you back because when we find it and we crush it, the possibilities of what you can do are really infinite. They just, the doors open, right? We tell the universe, I can do this. I could talk on dentistry all day long. I've, and, and I've seen this with authors, uh, with dentists, with chiropractors. So if you're an author and, and you go to speak about your book, as soon as you set foot on stage, you're not an author anymore. You're a speaker. So you don't speak about the type of pencil. You don't talk about the tools. So as a dentist, you don't, you, so the relating with the audience is very important. And I always say that's it's funny uh, you mentioned that. I say, don't do your taxes like a salesman, but don't sell like an accountant. 
That's a great line. Great, yeah. great line. That's I came up with that line because because I was shopping for accountants and I was having accountants pitching me and I was thinking, oh man, these are horrible pitches. I mean, it's just so bad. So in your experience, exactly, going from the behind the scenes, analytical, uh, making it the spreadsheet world, transitioning to I got to sell. Now, this is a great tip you had of, of you know going back in your own, own mind, figuring out when was I actually good at this because this builds your own self-reinforcing feedback loop, right? This builds mm -hmm. your own momentum. This is beautiful. Right. I hope mm -hmm. John is taking notes about this one. I sure hope. Now, how? One We're thing all that I, John, though, really, if we think about it. Yeah. Aren't we all it, John? The, um, the, the, the people who, who are working with me is like 80% John and 20% Joannas. So I got a <laughs> bunch of, I got a few Joannas as well. So how about the transition between Okay, now I'm, I'm on stage and I'm speaking, right? I kind of got it, right? I'm speaking about dentistry or authorship or tennis, whatever it is. But then I got to transition to the selling part. Oh, my God. And then people kind of lose their mojo and their self-confidence and their pizzazz and their swag. Any tips that you went through or people that you know went through that on ways to bridge that gap or actually not, not have a gap at all, easier, smoother, that John could start to think about? You know, the biggest strategy that I, no matter what it is you want to do, is do it a small bit at a time, right? So if, if the idea is to climb Mount Everest or the idea is to sell everybody in the room, okay, that, that's like eating the whole elephant, okay? Yeah. But let's say that um, you you know what you can do, right? And, and whatever John is selling at the end of the day, is he selling his medical, um, you know, his, his, his medical um, device, or is he selling how to set up a dental practice or whatever it is that he's doing, right? He's, he, the, by the time you get to that end of that speech, right? Somebody in that audience or somebody, right? I need it. I need it, right? It sold itself. And you have to stop thinking that you're selling and start thinking that you're serving. There's somebody or two or three or 10 in that audience, right? Yeah. That needs what you and how you can serve them. And that's really what you're offering on the silver platter, right? Is, right, you're, you're struggling setting up your, um, your practice, you no longer need to do that because I have all, I've done it all, I've tried it all, and I found that my system works. So okay. why wouldn't you want to talk to me? So the, the, a good way for him to build his confidence would be to, again, maybe use uh, one of Marshall's tricks, which would be to go back in your mind and go through the steps you did to be where you are today. Yeah. And you can even just, your talk could be outlining these steps. Mm -hmm. That could be a, a thing. And anyone in a room who has not done these steps or is on step one and a half of six mm -hmm. starts to think to themselves, huh, if I buy John's thing, I might be able to get to step six a year and a half sooner. Right. I'm making 400K a year. 
So that makes me okay. I'm a lose X hundred thousand dollars and you're selling a $20,000 thing. Sounds like a bargain. That's right. It's a bargain. Never. It's okay. Let's go with John and John never make it about you. That's the biggest mistake I see is they make it about them. Right. Right. Yeah. How about them? It's about service. You're serving, you're serving that audience, right? If, if I showed up to my client and, and, and John's my client and I just gave him hogwash all day long, he'd fire me in a minute, right? So the bottom line here is that I've given you the steps. You could do it yourself, right? Because this is how I did it. Or I can hold your hand. I can hold you accountable. I can, I, this is what I can do for you. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen faster. It's going to happen with me not allowing you to get in your own way. Um, tell myself like, like the stories again that we tell ourselves of why we can't do something. I'm going to help you not get stuck. I mean, it's all these things that are going to happen when you do it yourself. But when I hold your hand and I'm standing there right behind you, right, we're going to get where we want to go. We're going to make progress. Uh, you just sparked a thought there, Marsha. I, ha I had a thought. Um, John doesn't know this, but well into your career, you had some sort of an inclination of an idea that you knew you had another career in you. Yes. Now, what I teach people is how to have a legacy-worthy, pandemic-proof, semi-retired lifestyle business they can use to multiply their income, impact, and influence anywhere from a Zoom call to a to Carnegie Hall. Yes. So you were in that job. I've been in that situation. John's been in that situation. Soul crushing. Not your words, my words. For me, soul crushing. Uh, even a cubicle or an office, it's, it's, it's the same thing. And there was something inside you saying, I have another career in me. There's got to be more to life than this. How long has this been simmering? Was it two weeks, two years, 20 years? How long had that thing been simmering before you pulled the trigger and made the switch? Wow. It, it was years. It was years. Um, it, it really, it got to the point, and, and I, this is how I describe it. I used to um, walk into the office every morning as I headed back to my cage as a caged animal. And I was the ringleader in the Barnum & Bailey Circus. Okay, yeah. because that's what that's what this job was like. Really? And yeah, I mean, and soul crushing. And, you know, the hardest thing for me was um, I had so much value but I was the controller. So you go in the back, you make sure the money's coming in, you make sure that we can make payroll, right? And, and leave the sales to us. But when you have a business, it's, it's, not, it, it's not separated, right? It, it, it's, it's a continuum, right? And I had so much experience and so much that I wanted to share and I wasn't being heard and I needed to be heard. I, I needed to be heard. And I think that was the biggest thing. And I realized that 
um, what could I do, right? And I looked at it, what could I do? Well, the thing I love the most in my job was mentoring my people, mentoring my employees. And I had a definitely a different, you know, again, I, I do things a um, um, little more unconventional than people. I used, I believe strongly if the wrong people were in the wrong jobs, yeah, then it costs way too much money in productivity and efficiency and effectiveness, right? To have them in those jobs. I didn't want them there. So I coached them out. I coached them out. Okay? So they would go do something else. Something else. And which allowed me to bring in the people that yeah. I knew wanted to be there. You, and I so you didn't less. have to fire them. They would quit. They quit. I coached them out. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had a gal in accounting and she was going to for her master's in sociology. And I'm like, how are you going to get a job after you get your master's? If you're sitting here in accounting, go yeah. get a job in a preschool school, go get a job in whatever, right? Go work in a hospital, go get some experience that's going to help you with your career path. Something that's more aligned with what you really want to do. Right. So I was doing this anyway. And I figured, why not? I took a gander. I, I took a, I made a bet on myself and I said, let's do it. Let's, let's do something else. Let's, let's, let's try, you know, and, and I, and I'm somebody that I went through a certification program. I wanted that coaching certification just so that I had a little bit, you know, just one more degree, you know, um, that, being a high achiever, that's why I work with high achievers. I get them, right? I understand that um, it's tough to make a move. It's tough to to make a, a you know a shift. It's tough to look at ourselves because we are high achieving and we have achieved. And we're highly successful people and we're driven. Okay, and we and they're making good coin, right? But they're not happy. So there's only a, a you know, it, there's only, you know, there's, there's that piece that's missing and money doesn't buy happiness all the time. So what is, what makes you happy? What makes you tick? What makes you take a step back and say, I'm worthy, right? I, I'm worthy to come to the table and, and feed my soul. A thing I see with John and the people I work with is they're not losers or idiots. So, and we, I'm dealing with 80% men. So the mm -hmm. thing is, some of them are already in positions of power and already successful and already people think to themselves, well, what's wrong with you? You already have everything. So this is all below the surface, secretly self-conscious secretly shy they don't tell people they tell me because we work together but people don't know that so just a quick wrap up if we were let's say you're one of the 20 percent of the joannas mm. and you decided to make the switch but then when you realized oh shit i gotta sell i gotta this is my own business now i gotta do this and had you not find the trick to go back inside your mind and get your own feedback mechanism to get your confidence going or figured out some other way to get your confidence. Where would you be without that ability to speak 
on camera like you're doing now or on stages to pitch your business or going out to meetings and speak to one too many? Where would you be right now without that ability? I'd be walking through those double doors every day doing that same thing. Exactly. Be the caged animal, right? Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over, right? The, the definition of insanity, right, is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. And you don't have to expect a different outcome. And the interesting thing that, that I tell, you know, so I work 80% with the Joannas and the 20% with the Johns. So that's a yin and a yang here. But what I tell, what I tell my clients is we don't start with quitting. We start with how do we make the situation you're in today tolerable or happier or whatever it may be start while we go through this process. Right right yeah. Because if you have to, we have to get it from both sides. Let's let's find out what's going on here and we'll figure out what's, what's gonna happen here. Because if you don't figure out why this is a train wreck, mm. you're gonna repeat it. You're gonna repeat it. You're gonna repeat it. Okay, so you can quit, you can start your own business, you can do all these amazing things, and you have the same patterns are going to show their faces again. So I'm a believer in let's see what's going on here. Let's see where you think you want to go here. And we're going to find somewhere I'm guessing in the middle is where you're going to end up. You know, maybe a different job at the same company, maybe the same job at a different company, or maybe entrepreneurship because isn't that's not easy either. Right, we think, oh, let's become an entrepreneur, start our yeah. own business. It's I be see, I see the ads online. Put, put put a course online and on autopilot and it sells itself. That's right. Yeah, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's easy. No. You press a button and then poof. Yes, it's not easy. That's right. So what? Yeah. So what's the process? How? Do, what's the plan? How are we going to get there? How are we going to create momentum? Right. How are we going to get that feeling of, of accomplishment that keeps us like the, the snowball rolling down the hill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's the process. That's the magic. That's the secret sauce is the momentum. The, the momentum, momentum you can gain by taking small little steps to getting where you want, getting what you want. And that's what I do with my clients. And it, and it's such a fun journey. Um, I, my clients love the journey. My clients love that aha moment, right? That feeling of, wow, what, say that again, right? Can you say that again? Cause, and, or, or that, um, right. That, do you know what you're saying? Do you hear yourself? Right. And I believe in laughter and humor and we're going to have fun. Right. Cause that's who I, who I am. And I'm like, did you just hear what you just said? And they're like, no, I'm like, let me tell you what you just yeah. said, right? And if you heard this coming from anybody else's mouth, right, what would you say to them? And that's when we start laughing, right? Because that's when it's real. It would be intolerable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, ah, wow. <laughs> we've, we've been through a journey today. So, yeah. So, John, if you're still listening, I hope you're listening. And when you're at the point where she was saying, that if you decide to make a move and you don't work on the patterns, you will only recreate these patterns quickly, quick technique, John. Well, we have a detective here. We have Marsha. So what does a, the cops do when they catch a dude selling small amounts of 
drugs on the street corner. They don't even worry about him. They just take him in, shake him and say, take me to your boss. Who's your boss? Where do you take your drugs from? And then they go to this guy and they shake him up. Take me to your boss. They don't even care about the look because they know it's going to be replaced. That's right. Find a thought, replaces it. Another one comes. Who's your boss? So internally, you do a process of taking these thoughts, grabbing by the balls and say, who's your boss? Where do you take that from? Where does that lead you? And then you go internally chasing the original source of these behaviors, thoughts, feelings, and ways of being. And once you hit the boss, once you hit the container or the producer, right, of right. that drug, then you deal with that thing. Then all of a sudden, the whole chain right. drops in one fell swoop. Because That's somewhere, right, somewhere, somewhere, somebody said something or somebody did something or you did something that changed the trajectory of your life. Or didn't do something and you or wanted did to and something. didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did or didn't. Right. Yeah. Um, and it changes the trajectory of everything because we start telling that that right. The subconscious starts telling the conscious the lies. And when you think of them as lies. Right. Then we want to we, we don't want to tell ourselves the lies anymore. Right. So there you have it, John. The links for Marsha are in the show notes. And circling back to the beginning, she's a great example of what can happen to you if you follow that. I'm also the same thing. I was, uh, long story short, there's got to be more to life than this. Total transformation, touring the world. So uh, any parting words for John or Joanna? You know what? Sometimes we can't take this journey alone and we need somebody to, to, to walk beside us. And... Um, and there's so many, right, people that can do it, that you have to find the person that you feel that you really connect with. And whether it's somebody's energy or somebody's um, sense of humor or somebody's demeanor, um, you know, it's you looking for the aha in that, in that, that moment. And you have that aha in your life too. And you just, just, we have to find it. It could and even be someone's pink panther thing behind them you never know john or joanna just keep looking out and in the meantime keep on rocking in the free world